Welcome to the Primal Brocast. My name is Ben, aka the Primal Bro, and this is my podcast where we discuss fitness, nutrition, jujitsu, mindset, motivation, and so much more. Sometimes I talk to others, sometimes I talk to myself. So without further delay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode four of the Primal Brocast, guys. Uh, this episode is going to be the first time where I'm directly answering your questions. My favorite type of video to do on my YouTube channel are Q&As uh, where people who follow me through either whether it be Instagram, YouTube, however, um, sometimes, occasionally even email, but you just get me your questions and then I talk about them in my videos and I thought it would be a fun idea to do an episode uh, of the podcast where I did something similar. So without... Uh, wasting too much of your time we will go ahead and jump into our questions I got a handful of good ones um, but I want to start off by saying I did get multiple multiple questions about my story and my background my weight loss what diet I was following when I lost weight um, and that type of thing uh, I would I'd love to answer those questions and as a matter of fact I already did if you go back uh, a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago and listen to episode one of the primal broadcast it's an introductory episode um, where I talk about myself, I apologize because the audio quality in that episode is a little rough to listen to, lots of popping uh, as I'm speaking, but the information in there is solid. It talks about my story, um, who I am, where I came from, uh, my journey through weight loss, and now eventually what I want to do uh, moving forward. Uh, so if you had a question about that and you were hoping to hear the answer today, um, you can pause this podcast, go download episode one, uh, and listen to that. So we'll get to the first question that I saw that was not about my story, and that is, how many calories do you eat? Uh, can you eat more when you don't eat carbs? Um, so the first part of that is a quick answer. I eat around 2,500 calories a day. Very rarely is there a day where it goes over 3,000, um, and also very rarely is there a day where it's under 2,000. Um, I find that whether it be intuitive eating or um, some type of management strategy where I'm tracking macros and calories specifically, 2,500 seems to be about the level that I settle in at. Um, now, whether you can eat more calories when you're not eating carbs, um, the answer is not a black and white yes or no answer in my opinion. Um, ultimately, in terms of your weight, calories do matter. Um, but when you're eating carbs, you have to deal with things like water retention and inflammation. Um, and all sorts of different things that are going to make you puffier and hold more weight. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people say that putting on mass in terms of muscle is easier with carbs as well. Um, so I don't want to say that you can eat more calories when you're not eating carbs because I don't necessarily believe that's true. But I believe when you're not eating carbs, you won't want to eat as many calories naturally. And you experience a number of benefits that will aid and assist in keeping your weight down. The one of a fun question that I got was someone asked, "What's one food you can't live without?" Um, I instantly my brain went to the obvious answer, which was steak, red meat, beef, something like that. Um, but that's not necessarily true. Um, the more I thought about this question, it seems like a quick, fun little question. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that eggs are probably the food that I could not live without because when I was overweight um, when I would eat pancakes I'd always want to have eggs on them I was a big fan of eggs on my burgers 
Uh, a lot of times I would do chili cheese fries and you crack an egg or put a hard, uh, fried egg on top of that, crack the yolk and let it run. Um, I've always really, really enjoyed eggs and it's a staple of a carnivore diet, ketogenic diet. Um, even a lot of non-carbohydrate restrictive diets encourage eggs. I know that Weight Watchers recently deemed them one of their zero point foods, meaning that you could eat as many eggs as you want and it won't count against you um, on your points. Um, it's funny if you look at the Weight Watcher point system, it seems like they're slowly, slowly transitioning into a more low carb concept because a number of the foods that are zero points are low carb, high fat options. Um, but then they also have things like bananas rated low. So while they probably still have a good, decent amount of way to go, um, they are taking steps in the right direction. I realized that that was not the question. The question was, what's one food that I can't live without? And I'm going to say eggs. Um, an interesting one, have you put on muscle since the carnivore cut? Um, I have used carnivore to cut my weight about three times at this point with varying success. The lowest that I got on a carnivore diet was 178 pounds. Um, at that time, I was wearing a 32-inch pants, uh, medium shirts, and they fit me really well. I was pleased with the way that I looked. Um, one thing that I'll say is I don't lift weights or do anything where it's really easy to measure my strength and see if I'm developing muscle and getting stronger. Um, I'm not big into a lot of measurable things like that because my big thing is jujitsu. And in jujitsu, I definitely feel an improvement in my strength this morning. When I woke up, I was 191 pounds, um, but funny enough, I'm still wearing those same 32-inch waist pants as I did at 178, and if anything, they fit me better. I'm filling out the medium t-shirt um, in a way that's very pleasing to me. It's, it's silly to think that men don't have um, image issues or that they don't look at themselves and think about the way that they look, and before when I would wear the medium shirts, it just kind of made me look... Uh, like a scrawny, thin guy, maybe with a bit of a tummy because of my loose skin. Um, but now when I wear the medium shirt, I look like I lift weights, which ironically, as I said earlier, I do not. Um, my assumption or the way that I feel um, tells me that I have put on muscle, but I have not done any sort of body fat or, uh, scan or any type of body composition scan. Um, I simply can go off measurements and anecdotal performance because I'm not lifting weights and tracking my lifts and PRs and things like that. Uh, now, the last question that I want to answer in today's episode, uh, before I talk about one thing that will be coming soon on the Primal Broadcast, it, it it's a long, it's a lengthy question, and it's a real thinker. Um, I definitely had to take some time to reflect on this one before I sat down to record. Uh, so the question was, what is your honest opinion why in 2018 we're still debating a healthy human diet and from your perspective the main reason we as a society went towards a wrong direction and how long do you see a transition into a correction uh, so that is a two-parter with multiple layers that is a big question um, and my honest opinion as to why in 2018 we're still debating the healthy human diet is the health fitness wellness industry um, nutrition industry as a whole. Um, the fault does not solely lie on doctors who spread misinformation. It doesn't lie on 
the government who passes the misinformation down and it doesn't solely lie on the corporations that influence the information in the first place. Uh, the blame lies at all levels of that because beyond just the people who make the guidelines, who set the standards, um, beyond that, there's a lot of people who peddle health as a, as a, as a business, as a gimmick. Um, they sell you magic pills and magic shakes and this supplement and that supplement. You see it um, on a macro level and on a micro level. Um, you see it simply just within the keto community. All of the supplements that are marketed, um, Prove It is one that's probably been demonized the most um, as just being a, a sales tactic. Uh, they're pitching the wrong aspects and misinformation around keto just to sell a product. So you see an example of that happening just within the keto community. And then if you broaden that to all of um, nutrition, then there are a lot of companies and a lot of people who are more concerned about their profit uh, than they are about total health for the population. But I honestly think that misinformation or ignorance is a big part of it because I would bet you that the top CEOs and executives of those of Kellogg's and General Mills and all those big companies that are pushing their corn products and the vegetable products, um, I would venture to guess that they don't eat very ketogenic diets either. I don't know this for a fact, and maybe they do. Maybe they know the truth to optimal health, they practice it themselves, but then they sell you something else. I think they don't know anything about nutrition. They just know how to run a business and they're not concerned with the health implications unless it starts to hurt their bottom line. And that's why you see a lot of the false studies and, and, and uh, bribery and different things that go on behind the scenes. Um, but I'd say from the top down, the health industry has a lot of negative spots that either push wrong concepts for their own gain or products um, that aren't optimal health just I know that that's a bit of a ramble it was a it was a deep question but I don't know that I can solely place blame at, on one person or one place or one anything but an industry I point the blame at the health industry as a whole because think of how many um, health and fitness superstars and magazines and very very popular resources still demonize a ketogenic diet with all of the evidence, all of the things that are coming forward. And that's, they, when you think about carnivore, they won't even touch it. They're so down on keto that carnivore is a crazy person's idea. Um, so I think that that's where the blame is. Um, it's from the top down of the health industry. And the main reason we as a society went in the wrong direction um, was is agriculture on a, on a big level. This is where you can get more into the Kellogg's and General Mills, but they were producing something cheap that they could sell and make good profits on. Um, I think that business in general, a lot of business practices influenced what we now deem as, um, as healthy diets and healthy foods. But that being said, the science at the time wasn't all there. The, the studies were very flawed. We're still seeing studies that come out today that have the same core errors that were occurring back then so it's hard to fault them um, entirely or it's hard to get too upset because you you only know what you know um, and if they don't know they genuinely don't know if they're operating their their tests and their experiments on misinformation in the first place then it's not going to yield an accurate result um, and then to the last part of this question how long do I see uh, a transition into correction or I'm assuming that would be how long will it take 
to transition to something more complete. And I honestly have thought about this for a couple days now since I put the post up asking for questions, and I still simply don't know. Um, it's insane to me because I'm in the circles of keto and low-carb dieters and carnivores on, on social media, so my perception or what I see would make me believe that everybody knows what the right diet is. It's just whether they're following it or not. And that is absolutely not the case. Um, when I go to work, when I talk to my children's friends, uh, parents, and then they talk about health, when I meet people at, at the gym, even people at my jujitsu gym who talk about what it means to them to eat healthy, it's, it's laughable to me knowing what I know. But if they don't know any different, then how can how can I fault them? I didn't know about keto at one point. I didn't know about carnivore, uh, but I was open-minded enough to take a stab at it. Um, and I think that's the big difference. So it's going to be getting the knowledge out there um, and then getting people to take a chance with that knowledge. Um, I think that could potentially take a very long time. Uh, and I think it's almost better if it takes a long time to slowly transition because then it won't have as much of a fad effect. Um, it won't be attacked as much. Think about how quickly keto's been growing and just here lately how many things you've seen trying to discredit and disprove a ketogenic or low-carb diet. Um, so I think that you kind of need to tread lightly. Take the, take the wins where you can. Um, there's a number of groups and individuals and organizations out there who are trying to change guidelines and spread good information. Um, and I think that that's the right way to do it. The closer that we get to um, more available information to people, the more people we can get good information and not the Atlantic article where they demonize a low-carb diet or, or someone's YouTube video where they did keto for a week after living on carbs for 30 years. Um, everyone knows that that first couple weeks are the roughest part, but they never stick it out beyond that. They always report um, – on their studies what happened within that first maybe month if you're lucky um, so I honestly don't know how long it will take to correct but I do see potential for correction I do see potential for better information out there um, and even if not everyone goes and turns to a carnivore diet or even a keto diet I think that you've already seen it happen with sugar and with gluten um, the information gets out there to a point where it's undeniable and then sugar-free this is becoming very popular. Um, it's not like they make sugar-free candies just for keto people who want to do dirty keto or whatever you want to call it. Um, they make the sugar-free candies because they sell because sugar has been demonized enough. Um, and I think the more we do it with more carbohydrates, um, the closer we'll get. And then eventually, um, I hate to use the word demonized, but then eventually we'll start to see some of the flaws with vegetables. That science is already coming out. I'm looking forward to seeing if it corrects, how it corrects, but in terms of how long that's going to take, no idea. Um, so that's all for the questions that I'm going to answer today because I would like to make this a somewhat regular thing on my podcast. Something else I would make like to make uh, somewhat regular on my podcast, or very regular actually, uh, are interviews. And this it will be one of the last episodes, at least um, sequential episodes, where you hear just me talk. Next week, it will probably also be just me. But I am starting to reach out to a number of people that I'm very interested in interviewing. It'll be anyone from experts to influencers to someone you've never heard of who just has a great story. Uh, and I'm really excited to share unique perspectives 
insights and experiences on low-carb carnivore keto diets. Um, I'm really looking forward to starting these interviews. I have a list of people I am reaching out to, but this is where I would like your help. You can email me anytime, primalbro at gmail.com, or if you follow me on Instagram, feel free to send me a DM uh, and just tell me who you want to hear interviewed on the podcast. And if they're not on the list already, I'll definitely add them to the list. I'll look them up. I'll make contact and I will do my best to bring their story or their expertise to the podcast for you to listen to. Um, so this is going to wrap up today's episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed hearing me answer some questions. Um, if your question was answered, then thank you so much for sending it in. If your question was not answered, um, then I apologize, but continue sending questions in, continue listening. Um, and please, everyone, send me suggestions for guests. Um, but that's going to do it for me today. I really want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It's still something that's new. I'm feeling it out. I'm still very early in the process. And these first few episodes, much like my first few YouTube videos, are definitely a little more cringeworthy than a well-polished, uh, well-oiled machine, a well-polished podcast. Um, but I will remain disciplined. I will keep at it. I will continuously improve, and I will do my best to bring the best content that I can to you guys, the best information, the most motivational stories, um, and that sort of thing. So, again, thank you so much for listening. But that's going to do it for me, and I will talk to you next time. So that's all for today's episode of the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you aren't already, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Instagram. I am Primal Bro everywhere, so please connect with me. But like I said, that's all for today's episode of the podcast. I want to thank you again for listening. Thank you for your support. And until next time, take care. <laughs>